think it's gone wrong there. He he claims it's for ringworm. He was using this drug for ringworm. That. But but just ask the the Padres doctors and they'll tell you, do not use this drug. When I joined oh, the so when when I joined the call and I heard more crashes, I just assumed you were talking about Dave's weekend. <laughs> Or <laughs> your internet, or <laughs> my internet. That is true. Luckily, I drove him around this weekend, so uh, that's that true. Yeah. <laughs> well, Mike, let me tell you about the crash on the. Jo- no, I'm joking. <laughs> um, let's get underway then. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the In Around Podcast. This is definitely not the second attempt at opening this uh, this week's episode. Joining me this week, like every week, is Mr. David Harris. Hello. Should we do the same intro that we were doing last time, Dave? What Sky Report would you? Uh, compare yourself to he's probably had a bit of time to think about this and he's probably just me Richards. i just laugh i don't i don't say a lot but somehow people keep inviting me back that's how i feel on this podcast <laughs> should we incredible... just drop it there and just release that what, inc- like... what an incredible moment of self-reflection <laughs> um also joining us is the walk-up warbler mr ross bird ross same question to you i guess Oh Christ! Um, don't really know. Um, Cava, Darmesh. No, Christ! Not one of them two. Jim White. I don't really like him either. The other one. What about <laughs> Jamie Redknapp? Offer about as much tactical as up. I like you less for choosing <laughs> Jamie Redknapp. Oh, wow. uh, Mark, yourself, welcome. Yeah, thank you. Um, I think his name is Mark McAdam. He does the transfer centre in the morning. Oh, does he? <laughs> yes. I'm going to put myself forward as him. Excellent, man. I'd, I'd also like to put myself forward as project manager for this task. <laughs> thank you. Great. Good stuff. Um, yeah. I'm not quite sure what to do with this, but here we are. I've, I've gone off The Apprentice ever since I found out that it takes four hours to film the boardroom. Yeah, so. I saw about that. That's tough for 10 minutes of telly. It's because apparently Lord Sugar keeps forgetting his lines. Like, imagine well, how galling it must be having Lord Sugar tell you off about a task and you're like, you silly fucker, you've taken about four years to do your monologue. It'd be tough. Is that, did you see that from Tom Skinner as well? Because I think that's where I saw yeah, it. Yeah, I saw it from Tom yeah, Skinner. Yeah. Who, was, who was he on? What podcast was he on? I can't actually remember. But... That guy gets around, doesn't he? Jesus Christ. I tell you what, and also I've got a bone to pick with Nick Clegg. So you know, you all know how Nick Clegg now works at Facebook. Yes. All right, so some context. Nick Clegg. I did not know that, but stop me neither. Rec- Glad to hear it. Stop recommending me the high-performance podcast. I don't want it. Yeah. <laughs> like, if I, like, I watched a Gordon Ramsay video on Facebook, and Facebook is just a... A cesspit of middle-aged women. It's just awful. But the worst thing it's done lately is this video thing. So I watched Gordon Ramsay cooking a beef Wellington because that's how you do. And um, then it was like you might like Stephen Bartlett, the High Performance Podcast, and then Ben Foster. I'm like I don't like any of these people. Like it's like a who's who of wankers. <laughs> oh, it was tough. Anyway, speaking of a who's who of wankers, it's the transfer season. I guess there's only one place to start. What on earth has, has Cancelo said to Pep? If you read what Fabrizio said, it's that 
Cancelo just said he wanted to leave, so they just sold him. Like they do when players just don't want to be there anymore. But it does seem a bit strange. I, I'm not buying City's PR about we sell the players who don't want to be here. Bernardo Silva's been agitated to leave for like four years. Are they still there? Well, team has been after Bernardo Silva. Teams that aren't. Barcelona. He might have a chance of moving on. But the Cancelo thing. I just don't know what has happened there. God, I just, it worked today, and I just—I thought it was just one of them bullshit things. I, I couldn't believe it. It felt like a sport bible sort of Facebook thing. Didn't definitely, it? definitely. And then so, it turned out that everyone proper was actually reporting it, and it's actually happening. So it's so on loan with an option to buy. Seventy million yeah. euro buy option. Option to buy. Yeah, it's not even mandatory. Wonder how long his contract will be when he signs for Bayern, like fifteen years, so they can amortise the cost. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent, that's good stuff. We'll get him in this window because UEFA are going to change that rule. Um, here's an interesting thing: the Daily Mail are reporting with a great headline, revealed all caps. Jao Cancelo's relationship with Pep Guardiola deteriorated, deteriorated in all caps. I'm amazed that the um, the Daily Mail could spell deteriorated. <laughs> Actually, I suppose they've done that to our society, so that would probably help them. Anyway, apparently Cancelo to leave City following a trading ground bust-up with Guardiola. Player reacted angrily when he learned he wasn't in the starting XI versus Arsenal. Threatened to leave and was just told he could go. <laughs> oh, that's I'm, good. I'm all on board for that sort of response, to be fair. I am so in for that. Wow. Do we believe that? I, I, how has he uh, no. survived this long at, at City if it's been told one game or you're not in the eleven, and it's an FA Cup fourth-round game? Like, honestly, get a grip. You want to play against the Arsenal, you know? So, the Arsenal. <laughs> apparently, he squared up in training. She's <laughs> another hilarious guy. So, look, normally I wouldn't believe it, but the fact you move on a player who has, like, for the last couple of seasons, been so key to what City have been doing, um, and you sort of move him out so quickly, there's no protracted saga. This isn't like Bayern went for him and. It, it it feels like it's moved fairly quickly. Um, it, it does strike me as a Pep's just sort of had enough and moved him on. From a purely footballing perspective, how much weaker does this make City? I mean, definitely weaker. <laughs> Guy's been one of the best. Well, he was one of their best players last year. And when you look in the league, probably... To be honest, the world, he's clearly one of the best the best fullbacks. Like not defensively, perhaps, but his attacking contributions. He's been like a standout player in a great team. And when you look at their other options, I know Ake has been playing left back recently, but their other options are like Kyle Walker and Rico Lewis. And when you look they've at got those Sergi, go, they've got Sergi Gomez too. Oh yeah, Sergi Gomez. But still, when you look He's at those good, like players, it. Cancelo is surely number one, one out of ability at this moment in time. Because Kyle Walker's getting a bit old now, Mike. So no longer number one. Kyle Walker still their best right back, even with Cancelo there, because he can actually he has the pace to get him back when he's made a mistake. Whereas Cancelo used to just make mistakes. <laughs> Well, that's great, but remember that Usain Bolt was a shite footballer. 
<laughs> and he was quick enough to get back. It definitely makes them worse. I, I'm still stunned that Ake's apparently this good. I don't, I just don't know what's happened. I, I don't really know who Sergio Gomez is. But who are the <laughs> other options? Cancelo's Rico, Rico Lewis. Well, he's a good I like watching him. But he is only 18. You're putting a lot of pressure on him. Yeah. And Cancelo can play both sides as well, just as well as each other, pretty much. We keep talking about the depth at Man City and then they just then they just do this and you're like, this is it's just bizarre. Remember when they sold Ferran Torres? That was a bit more normal, but he's class as well. This yeah, you understood it with the forward options, I guess. I, I, this is a Yeah, no, I understand that one more, but like and obviously David Silva came to the end of his time and he's still balling out at Sociedad. Or whatever you're supposed to call them. L'Oreal. That's it. Yeah. Um it is an interesting point when you look at City in that City very rarely let players go when they're not satisfied that they've got all they can out of them. I mean, you can th- I can think of a couple, like Sane, for example. Um, I just... Uh, given City are quite slow and predictable, but, I mean, the way City have moved to sort of having Grealish and Mares as you two wingers of a really similar profile of the both on the ball to feel it's really slow and um, you'd have thought that they needed every extra bit of creativity from elsewhere in the team to sort of do stuff so to sell Cancelo like this is baffling to me which makes me think that they've just had to take a stand because something dodgy's gone on yeah I I, I still have him as top, yeah as Dave said top one or two fullbacks in the league probably I think you'd probably have to say that was the case, yeah. I can't really think of... Obviously, they've got the Liverpool ones, but they're not having the, the best season they've ever had. Reese James would be in, would be up there for me. But then after that... Fit Reese James is probably number one, isn't he? So then Cancelo's two. But it's not often you, that the Prem loses a number two in a position. It's not very, that anymore. That doesn't really happen anymore. But City just don't care. They're just... If they can get a decent fee, and let's say it is 70 mil euros or whatever it is in the summer, they'll probably be happy with that. Find some guy from Sporting Lisbon who's just as good and then move on. Well, well, Pep's probably going to turn Sergio Gomez into a really good player, isn't he? Like, he just is. Cause that's how yeah, probably. Going that away. is how it works, isn't it? So, yeah. but How old is he? Is he old enough to play in, in the Champions League? Isn't he like 20? Yeah, he's not too young. Yeah, they, I can't remember where they bought him from. but Anderlecht. Like the couple of times I've seen him play, I've, I thought he looks a decent player. I mean, he's. I mean, can if you're talking about the Champions League, Cancelo defensively is not helping them. Like the reason they weren't in the final last year is Jack Cancelo as much as anything else. Like his performance against Vinicius Junior was like. I mean, I can't believe they showed it pre-Watershed. Like it, it was really tough. So. I'm in, a, I'm in such a weird place with City because we talked about Ake and we talk about Kanji. They're the only team I know that's playing their two worst centre-backs by choice. Like, Stones, Diaz and Laporte are all better for them. And if you... and like, I know Laporte's not the world's greatest defender, but what he, what he is, is like his, his ability in the build-up is unbelievable. Like, he just makes them play so much more vertically. And... Watch, watching a bit of the Arsenal game, 
was watching a bit of the Arsenal game and the way that City were able to be pressed so convincingly, I thought to myself, they really do need to start moving on a little bit in that midfield. And they really need to, Pep needs to stop pissing about, basically. It's that time of the season. Stop tinkering, you little weirdo. It is annoying because they clearly have the best team. I, I don't even think Ross would necessarily argue with that, but they're not playing, they're not playing the best stuff. And they're, it is a bit frustrating. You're like, this team should be just panning everyone and almost walking to, towards the Champions League. And then, like you said, they're, they're playing their fourth and fifth, in my view, right uh, centre-backs. I just I can't believe like the port is and Diaz and Stones to be fair to him. I can't just sat there. I can't believe I'm I can't believe I'm having to sit here and hear about Akanji. Like I know everyone everyone wants to tell me that Akanji's this brilliant player. I'm like, he's playing okay to start the season. He's he's playing well. That Man United game was exactly what I don't like about Akanji, which is when he was at Dortmund the few times I saw him and you want to cut him some slack because they're the Spurs of Germany. But Every time like something bad happens, he just gets rash and they just things happen. And if there's one thing City don't need, it's rashness. Like they've 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 already had that in them. And I just can't for the life of me understand why Pep's not going Diaz and Laporte. Like Diaz was a, almost PFA player of the year like two seasons ago. I don't understand why he's not playing. I I don't I don't get it. And John Stones, Wagwan General, like we're talking about we're talking about a guy who yeah, he's fifty million in twenty sixteen, and he's done nothing but good stuff. That's crazy. I, I kind of want him to not play and Maguire to not play until the next international break, just to see what Gareth does. Because <laughs> imagine the headlines when those two start the first Nations League game, or whatever the hell it is. Actually, well, John Stones could not play of... for a year and still be England's best centre back pretty comfortably. I think. Oh, get Ben White in the mix. Oh yeah, sure. Benny Blanco, get him in. John Stones, John, look, John Stones has not just been one of the best English centre-backs when he's played this year. John Stones has been maybe the best centre-back in the league this year when he's played. He's been excellent. I'm he's been that good. Stones. Like, he has every... And, he, and Akanji and Ake playing, I just... I can't... Pepsi. I like Ake. I don't necessarily like him as a, as a left-back, though. I can't believe they're going to do that. I refuse to believe that they're going to do that. He's the one who's playing there. I've had enough. Stop yeah. pissing around and stop playing properly. See, this, the Zinchenko move looks worse and worse by City every day. Just for the fact that yeah. every time you see Zinchenko play, I mean, we all knew Zinchenko was a good player. And I still, I don't think he's got become a phenomenally better player at Arsenal, for example. What I do think is Pep probably underrated the fact that he's let proven he's let a proven winner go to a club that did that needed he's going to a team that needed to know how to win and he's helping to teach them how to win because lord knows they weren't getting it from granite jacker so like now there's an actual real adult in the room arsenal have come on another level and i think some of that has got to go to zinchenko well you can see when arsenal have these these huddles and stuff zinchenko's often the one speaking to him and he's only been there six months so He's obviously doing something. Every, yeah. every time I see a huddle on the pitch, it makes me think of Phil Brown. Remember when he sat everyone down for a hole? Of course, I remember. Okay, so it's not going well for City. Uh, well, unless, unless actually, if 
if he has done this, it kind of leaves them with no option. They've done well to get this kind of deal, haven't they? It's the classic Arteta, all or nothing move from Aubameyang. It's going to be great for the dressing room somehow. <laughs> Can't wait for it. John Stones moves to right back. Kyle Walker to left back. It's just going to be magical, isn't it? Be a right mess. They're just going to walk the Champions League now somehow. Yeah. With Rico Lewis or whatever his no, name is. No, no, no. Do, like do you know what I would do if I was Tom Bowley? I'd be on the phone right now to them like, Cucurella, 30 million. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take the we'll take the loss. Just get him off our books. There is some shockers from Chelsea over the summer, and that being one of them. Well, this is the classic. Um, uh, the, Aubameyang the, being a real uh, big or, another one. Well, I had the discussion the other day. We, me and Ross were arguing in the car because uh, Ross was arguing for Kukurella. I think Kulabali is the worst transfer of the summer, and I think it's. I don't even think it's close. And the reason I don't think it's close is. The only way when you when you at the time you were kind of like you're like I can see why they think he might be able to elongate his career and in that case it would make sense, but to get there six months later and for Chelsea to already have signed his replacement, who is already in the team and looking better than him, it's just a cock up of like immense proportions. It is hilarious. I just love with Aubameyang. He was like pushing to get out of Barcelona, and now he wants to be back in Barcelona. Because <laughs> well, they are the only other team that he can actually play for. Well, no, I understand. Can't play that, for them. Is... No, he he. Um, La Liga's rules mean that once you've left the club in the in their season, you can't go back. You can't be re-registered. That's funny rules in Spain, don't? Yeah, you? so he he can't go back because trust me, otherwise Graham would have had him back. You could just they they do not like each other. You can tell. Um. Anyway, uh, transfers, transfer, transfers. I'll tell you a deal I like. Pedro Porro to Spurs for 45 million. I mean, I don't like it as a Chelsea fan, but as a as a football fan just looking at a thing for Spurs, I do like that because he's supposed to be good. Talked last week about how the Portuguese league is a good league to buy from because they tend to adapt quicker to the physicality. And I don't know about you, Mike, but is it worth 45 million just to never play Emerson Royale again? <laughs> It certainly is. I just, I mean, just off the back of that, they they obviously had Aurier, Serge Aurier, replaced him with Serge Aurier number two. So I just really hope that we haven't, it's third time lucky for him, to be honest. Actually, no, I don't. I hate Spurs. Let's have another <laughs> one. Let's have another one. He is, everyone seems to think he's really good. Um, oh, just, just popped up on my ticker. Will PSG in talks for Ziyech? That's a weird one. Look, we've, we're doing a whole segment on the Chelsea, Mike. We, I've got, we've got so many transfers to get through. Sorry, that just popped up, and I was that confused me. Yeah, uh, Poro. Everyone who knows things about him seems to say that he's pretty good. I will be honest; I've never watched him in my life. But Dave said <coughs> earlier he's obviously done his research, which is good. Sold by City in the summer. Good right back. Apparently, yeah, they had buy back, but. They had him for three years, yeah. They bought him for he broke into Girona's first team in the Liga when he was like 18, 19. They bought him for eleven million, loaned him out to Sporting Lisbon for two years, and put some stupid fee of like eight million to be turned permanent. So they turned it permanent in the summer. And they combined back apparently for seventeen or eighteen million. But well, yeah, so that'll obviously be gone once he's sold to Spurs. But that's yeah. That's another but, good bit of business out of sporting. 
seems an yeah, odd one then. City having just sold Pogback. Yeah, as well. So that makes me think as well, this Cancelo thing is definitely something big's happened because you're not selling a right back who's like 22, 23. Uh, you're just thinking this guy's not going to play for us. Like Cancelo's, something big's gone on, hasn't it? And that's why they even sold this guy in the first place. From a Grow, picture... Growing optimism that this deal will happen now well, after yeah, yesterday, well, the, think... the reports were that it was off. I think it will. Ornstein's talked about oh, it. When Ornstein speaks. Million. <laughs> when Ornstein's million pounds. so desperate to get Emerson Royale off the team sheet, aren't they? Um, I think there's just two elements to this. I think if you're No, Spurs... there's only one element, which is get Emerson Royale as far <laughs> away from that position as you can. That <laughs> Emerson Royale no-look pass, where his teammate doesn't make the run and just passes it, out of play. Isn't that every Emerson <laughs> pass? But... It's one of my favourite clips. Emerson Do you remember when he, uh, I think it was when he was playing really shit, which is not irregular, but it was near the start of when he joined. He narrows it down. Yeah, it was near the start, I think, of when he joined, and there was those reports about how he paid some personal train or something, like a million pounds. Yes, yes. I yes. Or whatever yes. it was. Did he get sent off the following game? Yeah, I think so, yeah, just after the report. <laughs> Oh, God. Um, no, but from a Spurs perspective, I think it's got to be really difficult to do any kind of business there when, I mean, there seems to be two prevailing thoughts about Spurs. One is that Conte's off, and the second is that Harry Kane's off. So how the fuck do you go about building a team when your best player's on, on the way out and your manager's on the way out? And the thing with Pedro Porro is, by all accounts, he is a clear upgrade at the position now, but he's also quite young. So he's going to move on, and uh, um, (laughs) if you're going to make that joke, you've got to make it. I can't say it. (laughs) Um, But it's it's, it's quite interesting. It's like a change, almost a change of strategy from how you'd expect them to normally be under Conte, and it's quite smart from Spurs, I think, provided it comes off. But you buy players based on what they've done before and the way they fit into your team. I mean. You, we could relitigate every transfer there's ever been, but this one feels to me like a smart one. Do, do you want to get your joke in, Mike? Well, it certainly feels smarter than the Jed Spence signing. Uh, and I was I was just going to say on Harry Kane, the, the report, it seems like he's a bit like the British government where he just U-turns every couple of days and there's a new report out about how he's going and then he's staying and then he's going again. We just need an overlap part two, don't we? Yeah, I just wanted, I did want to, do you reckon he goes on live on stage at the Overlap to announce, sitting next to Roy Keane to announce that he's moving on? That would be amazing. On their tour, they do some tour, which usually only involves Manchester, typical Gary Neville. Yeah. Do you reckon, um, what do you reckon Harry Kane's posts playing career is? Because he's not going into punditry. No, surely Dog not. Walker. Dog Walker. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure. It's a, a hopefully not something on camera. Maybe uh, Holmes under the hammer. Dion Dublin gives it up. <laughs> that would be great. I'm trying to think of who I would like most on Holmes under the hammer. I think Jay's Madison, but instead of Holmes, it's just like bars in Magaluf. That's what I quite like. Yeah, he those Sunsea and Suspicious Parents. No, what was it? It's Sunsea and Suspicious Strikers, him and Aaron Ramsdale on the pits, wasn't it? That's what we came up with. 
Uh, Aaron Ramsdale did a YouTubers podcast the other day because I occasionally see clips of it on my TikTok. And I was just thinking to myself how football has changed. Um, in a good way. Um, Dave, did you have anything you wanted to add on Pedro Porro? Not in a good way. Uh, well, I mean, when you've got Jed Spence and Emerson Royale, and this guy's actually highly rated. It's still going to go wrong because it's Spurs, but there's optimism like there is with every Spurs signing. But look, if he, like Mike, I obviously haven't seen him play. If he's as highly rated, and there must be something about him for City to have signed him, to be honest, in the first place previously, then probably probably turn out decent. And then Spurs are a selling club, so they'll make a healthy profit off him when a good team wants him. <laughs> Of all the birds to spares. Of all the birds to spares. Tough scene for Matt Doherty, isn't it? How bad is he? Like... Oh my God, I forgot about that, man. Well, ever since Shane picked him at uh, left, back, <laughs> left back, his career has gone to shit. <laughs> that podcast yeah. is one of those ones that's really aged well. Matt Doherty was on the bench at Spurs within like six months of Chilwell and won the Champions League. It was really <laughs> funny. <laughs> um, okay, moving on to the most baffling transfer saga of the transfer window Anthony Gordon Newcastle United 45 million talk to me who likes to steal I mean what he did just not turning up to training I mean it was bold wasn't it can you imagine if something had gone wrong Claire Balding (laughs) imagine if someone got picked up in like his medical like even something minor and they just were like, no, or they couldn't even agree a fee with Everton. And he just, it, it was looking like, like the deadline's tomorrow. It's only got wrapped up, was it yesterday? Imagine if there'd been a holdup or something and he just had to go back to Everton with Sean Dyche. I mean, it was certainly bold of him. He's been with them Everton since he was like seven or something. He's broken into senior football, played in the Prem. And that's sort of how he repays them. Like, stinks, to be fair. But, I mean, it's hard to judge anyone in that Everton team. So, he looked he looked okay last season. And he's still only, like, 21. So, it's one of those where it'll either look fine or it will be like a Fabio Silva sort of, why the hell did they spend that on this guy? That's the only way. I can't see it. It'll either, it'll either be great or it'll be absolutely shit. I can't see it being anything else. The answer the question, who likes it? Well, should be Everton, because they've got 45 billion for Anthony Gordon, I think. He's had, like, a few good career games in my book. I, I, don't, I don't see it at all, if I'm being honest. I think 45 billion is pretty ridiculous for him. It's a lump sum, too. It's one... Lump sum payment. It will, it will seem even worse when Everton spend the forty-five million on like Shea Adams and a few better seats. Well, they're they're, um, they're apparently after this winger from Reims, R E I M S. That is never to say it in the French league for thirty million. So that gives him fifteen million to play with. <laughs> I mean, he wasn't playing well for Everton. So if you're Everton, you've already accepted you're going down. Forty-five million's good business for a player who. Personally, at this stage of his career, I don't think he's worth that. No. But you've been awfully quiet, and I know how much you love this transfer. <laughs> yeah. 
I almost <laughs> spotted on my own on Thursday when some of this was going on because I was so enraged about the fee and his behaviour. Um, I just wanted to come in on one of the things Dave said about judging the players in the Everton team. I'll, I'll judge them all and they are all fucking <laughs> shite. Um, yeah, Everton should be pleased. It's a ridiculous fee with a lump sum, which I believe helps their FFP. I've never seen anything particularly from this guy that makes me think he's worth four and a half million, let alone 45. <laughs> they they could have got 60 in the summer from Chelsea. That was reported or maybe did happen. That was wild then. They didn't bid 60. This is, okay. the, this is the thing that's really annoyed me today is people going, oh, well, they could have got 60 from Chelsea. I'm like, no, 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 no. Everton were willing to sell for 60. Chelsea never offered 60. So they couldn't get 60 million. So they could have got, I think Chelsea's last bid was 55. So yes, they could have got 55 million. They could have got 10 million more. But someone clearly yeah. sees something in this player, but I do not see it. There must be something in the numbers or, or something. I don't know. But what I, on the Newcastle side of it, it's kind of gone totally against what they've been doing this whole time, which we've all and I think the football world in general has thought is quite a smart way of doing it. They're doing really well in the league. They've been adding some good players, some decent Premier League pros around. Eddie, um, <clears throat> Eddie Howell seems to be making them better. And then, and then you just splurge a load of cash on Anthony well, Gordon. Well, they've had, they've had a few... Like, I mean, obviously... They've had some. They've had some real quality with Trippier that they added, who doesn't really fit the. He was just. We've got the opportunity to get a good player in, proven winner. We get him in. We like that deal. That's a good deal. He's a big figurehead at the club now. But then you look at the other signings, like you say, like you look at Guimaraes, you look at Sven Botnam, smart signings that players like Milan, Arsenal were after Guimaraes, um, and you look at them and they're like real talents, not ready to go to that next level, but. You give them a proven platform and they're the kind of players that you kind of are going for. When it comes to Anthony Gordon, and this is the thing that really makes me nervous with Anthony Gordon, is the way Anthony Gordon runs and the pressing and the and how high intensity he sort of does, the high intensity with which he does everything, I think that's a fit for some of what Eddie Howe wants from a winger. Now that would be fine if this deal was 20 million, but it's 45 million. So reasonably, you'd probably expect him to be a bit further along in his development. And although Gordon gets into the right place, his finishing and his ball striking is not good enough at all. So it does feel to me, Mike, that I agree with you. There's just a bit of a weird one. It feels like they've overspent. And obviously there's the English tax, but I don't think he's a bad player, but I don't think he's far enough along to justify this outlay if you're Newcastle. Well, yeah, what, why didn't they just go and buy the Portuguese equivalent for like 10 mil off, I don't know, Elche or something? <laughs> they, could have, they could have found someone else who could have done this who wasn't English for way less. Everything else they'd done seemed pretty, sm pretty smart. And this just doesn't seem that smart. Yeah. Now, clearly, I'm not privy to the stats and I'm not, I don't scout football players. I just talk about it and look like an idiot. But... This just doesn't make sense to me at all. At all. No, I agree. 
I mean, what I've, we have I've done ne- is guaranteed that it goes well by saying all this. But. Yeah, so probably if you're doing your fantasy teams, if you're still doing your fantasy teams, which I've given up on, you should probably pick him up because if I'm saying he's <laughs> he's not going to do well, he'll probably him and Almiron are going to tear it up, aren't they? Good grief! <laughs> yeah. What whatever happened to Sid Maxman, by the way? Injured. I'll tell you what happens. You watch Newcastle, and every <laughs> six weeks he's coming back on after, like, and the commentators like. Oh, this is a welcome sight for Newcastle fans. And he plays 10 minutes and gets injured again. And then six weeks later, you're seeing him. Oh, this is a welcome sight for Newcastle fans as he plays another 10 minutes. And then... It's the Anthony Martial effect, isn't it? Yeah, pretty He much. gets better the longer he's injured. <laughs> the less he plays, the better he becomes. Exactly. Manchester United player who gets better the longer he's not played. I wonder who that could apply to. Um, Dave, you've got more thoughts on the, um, the way Everton are spending this money, please. Well, Talk yeah, I just, I just had a look because I was thinking, let's see who they're linked with. Uh, it's not looking good. Ben Johnson from West Ham, who he's looked okay to the odd games, but I mean, West Ham haven't been well. They've been he sounds like he, terrible compared he sound, to how they've been the last couple of seasons, and he's not even getting that team. Ben Johnson, the name Ben Johnson sounds like a double glazing salesman from Billericay. Well, no, I, re- I refuse to believe he's a good player. And then Victor Gerkeres from Cov City. Jokeres. Well, look, are we shocked I've said it totally wrong? <laughs> I'm, I'm, all fairness to you, I would rip you for this, but I would yeah, don't know how no, I I'm, I'm the same, but it's, it's Jokeres. He's a good player. He got, let, he got let go by Brighton for, like, no money, basically. But he's been good at Cov. He's been like their main man in the championship, really. Um, and he's still like 23. But again, not the profile of player you want in a relegation scrap. Well, I think we covered it last week. Someone like Danny Ings that is proven at the level. I mean, that's where you need to be going. Especially now you've got 45 mil to pay. What I would say yeah. about Jokeres is I think he can probably... I think based on what he has about him and the ability he has and where his skills lie... I think he's probably going to be a fine Premier League player. I also think I'd be really interested to know what Everton's kind of recruitment strategy is and if they're, they've got half an eye on preparing for the championship. <laughs> but I realise yeah. I've just said the words recruitment strategy in the same sentence as Everton. So, yeah. Okay. Appar- apparently they also made a 40 plus £5 million bid for Conor Gallagher, which Conor Gallagher has basically said, I'd rather go to any other club that bids for me because I think he's li- li- linked with like some okay teams, even West Ham. Like you back West Ham to stay. So, yeah. like, why would why would he go to why would he go to Everton when they're looking horrendous? And Gallagher isn't that isn't going to sort them out. Surely, surely you need to buy numerous players for this forty five million, at least three players. Gallagher like, makes a good mix. striker. If you can find one. Well, in fact, any strike, because Neil Morphy's got one in 20, so he may as well be a centre-back at this point. And then you've got uh, their defence. Well, I think, Dave, there's a, it's not just about buying a striker, it's about buying creativity, because they... I was going to say, when like, you, when, winger when, that actually offers some creativity. Well, when, you watch, <laughs> when you watch Everton, they're just completely devoid of anything, any north-south zip at all, so... Well, Gallagher comes in and 
is probably their best player, isn't he? But that isn't going right to keep away. you up, surely. Unless he, unless he is just unbelievable. You're better off buying like three, three twelve million pound players or whatever, or one really good player. I, I don't know if you're trying to stay up. I, uh, given the way Everton, given the way Everton buy, if they buy three cheap players, none of them are going to be good, are they? At least you know, kind of has been good. But for like a rather mid-table Premier League, three twelve million players isn't necessarily cheap. Like you'd still get some quality for that sort of price. Yes, if you're not Everton, yes, you might look at the players they've bought. Over the, over the year. Well, yeah, but I mean, Dice bought pretty well at Burnley, so if he has any involvement, sure. Yeah, he's, he's got all of 10 minutes to decide who they need to buy. Yeah, and I'd rather give Dice 10 minutes than those clowns fucking two days. Well, but also, time has to factor into the fact, into all this. I mean, it's probably easier to get one big deal done than three mini deals done, isn't it? I mean, yeah, if, they get, if, if they get Conor Gallagher, if you were to get Conor Gallagher in for forty-five million, and you get the guy in from a, I don't, I don't know who he is, but if you manage to get him in from, you get that reinforcement in on the wing, that's a good window, assuming even if the winger doesn't hit, because Conor Gallagher is an instant upgrade for you. Well, yeah, that's true. I mean, Andre, I, are you available? After his contract with it, he'll be going back to the championship, surely. Or he'll go to like he is so signing for Crystal Palace. We can't have both IUs back in the Premier League, not at the same club as well. That would be that would be too much. Well, they did play together at Marseille, Swansea. No, did they? Do you know what Everton should do? They should take 35 million and they should pay it to the guy who. It does the security for Brighton's offices. And then they should go upstairs to the Brighton computer with all the scouting on it. They should look up their list of players and then they should take the rest of the 10 million and get five players off the Brighton list and they're going to be good. So that's what they should do. That's exactly what they should do. Right, it's that time. Let's talk about them. The Seagulls, the boys. Mike, have they got a striker finally? What are you making this Evan Ferguson? It looks that way. I had to, uh, had to Google his name earlier just to, so I could remember what it was. But he looks like a really good player, doesn't he? I like him. I like him a lot. I can't wait for us to steal him from the Republic of Ireland as well. It's going to be great. But did no one see the Fabinho challenge that had him leaving on crutches? And he could be out, apparently, for two or three months. How was that? Yeah, I know he crunched. One of That's two a... should have been reds in that game. Yeah, it was a horror tackle. Uh, what's Vard doing? Not, not. I think he's well, only eighteen as well. Once again, fellas, young, but... once again, fellas, how is that not a red card? Because the referees in this country are not fit for purpose. Like, and neither are the people. In not fit. the ref, and not just the referees. Actually, the refereeing association was it PGMO or whatever. They're not fit for purpose because. If VAR, the whole reason you have red cars and VARs and things is to protect players from situations like this. That Fabinho tackle, who knew instantly what he'd done? Like, yeah, you, he definitely thought he was gone if you looked at his face. And, and the McAllister one is so, by Canate, is so dangerous. Uh, Should have been gone for sure. Or, yeah. Luckily, Brighton won. Um, a couple of things about Brighton. And. This is kind of a bit more of a transfer special, so I won't ask you to elaborate on Matoma, who might be signing of the season, at least in my heart. 
Um, by the way, did you know he did his he did his uh, university degree on dribbling? Because of course mm-hmm. you know, because every fucking commentator talks about it for every two <laughs> seconds. This is like the new Croatia's a really small nation. Like I don't care. No, Stop it's, it. it's four million people. Will in Croatia. Oh, four million. I heard it was four. It's also Luke Shaw's six one. Never. No. That's a that's a good stat. We like that one. Um. So Kais Casado Casado Casada Cascada. Casado. <laughs> Oh, you know when you get in your head about something, I was like, it's Kaiseido, and I'm like, in my head, is it Casada? I don't know. Anyway, move on. Not sure um, where you pulled that from, given the spelling, but okay. Don't know. Don't know. Um, so, he's clearly a great player, obviously. Um, Brighton, he's put on, so he put a social media statement out basically saying, I want to go to Arsenal, um, which is fair enough because he could end up with a medal in a few weeks. Um what do you make of the way Brighton have handled it, telling him to stay away from training? Well, I think that their thing is they've got no intention of letting him go, at least in January. And if you read what, what's being reported, they're rebuffing Arsenal, whatever we're bidding, pretty much, which is fair enough because they've lost Trossard already. And they've obviously just told him, look, we're not selling you, at least not now. So don't. Don't come back until you're ready to um, until you're ready to to play. Like, I, I like it from them. They're not just gonna bow down to a bigger club and let him go because they're not gonna be able to get anyone in now. Obviously, you imagine they've got someone in the pipeline for 500k. They've just bought this guy from Sweden. Like, I assume he's gonna be, he's gonna be the next guy in, but. Um, <laughs> Because I think the last bid was seventy million, and they turned it down instantly. And we're basically like, stop wasting our time with this. We're not, we're not gonna sell him for that. I mean, they're trying to get European football for the first time in their history. So why, why would they, when they can't get anyone in for him? So I like it from Brighton. I just think Arsenal should have moved on a little quicker when it seemed like this wasn't going to happen. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he's clearly a good player, and he's he would. I actually think, from what I've seen of him this season, he's a bit he's both off the ball work, but also he's on the ball work. I think he's and he's so young. I mean, it makes a lot for art from an Arsenal perspective in terms of increasing the resilience from the squad, potentially moving up from Party, potentially moving up from Jacker. That makes a lot of sense. So, he's, what, he's proven good. Yeah. What, the, what I've liked about Arsenal, you do have to kind of respect it. In their dealings in the transfer market is it having to be the right player so far, um, which is interesting because Ornstein's reporting that they have they feel like they have to sign a midfielder and it's just a little bit and they clearly need it. They think they need quality addition, which is a bit bizarre. <laughs> I, 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 I will get there. We'll get back to it. But one sure. thing I, I wanted to ask the Caicedo thing. We've we've seen so many like clubs sort of like Anthony Gordon in a way refused to turn up for training Kapow was out of Everton's hands in, instead of Brighton Brighton were like no sod off we don't need you to train and we're not going to sell you but you can come back afterwards it takes all the power out of the players hands and puts it all in the club's hands I just think that's a really smart way of working I just think it's another example of how good Brighton have been and how they just seem to get every decision right at the moment um, yeah well, it shows you a really well-run club compared to a really 
poorly run club, doesn't it? Yeah, it will be. I, I know we're praising Brighton and that's what we like to do. It will be interesting to see how he takes it when he comes back. Because I think I, the, the consensus is he won't be moving by this time tomorrow. And if that is the case, and you're Caicedo, how are you feeling coming back? I think if you're if you're him, you think you, you're still incentivized to play really well for the second half of the season. I get that because then you have the pick of the clubs in the summer, which is what's going to happen as long as he does play well. But it, it is interest. I think it is an interesting dynamic, the first, especially the first few games of how he how he's going to take it. I well, don't, well, sorry, Matt, go. No, I don't go. Uh, Ornstein was on the uh, athletic football pod this week, and uh, it's the midfielders. It's Enzo, but we don't know if he's going to go now. I'm not sure how that's looking at the moment. Probably that it is, yeah. And Bellingham and Rice and Casado are the ones that the big clubs are going to be after in the summer. So yeah, he's definitely got massive incentive still to play well because he could end up at not Real Madrid or whatever, but another massive club anyway so but it all depends on the player doesn't it I mean if he comes back and it, his heart's clearly not in it that's not going to make him look good to potential buyers is it I don't think I, I think there's I, I understand that and I understand at the end of the day I think Brighton is an environment in which it's easy to look good in some aspects I mean you only have to look at the way some of the players that they've sold have fared elsewhere um, and also some of the players, some of the people who've been involved in their structure, not just managers, I'm talking other front office people um, and how they uh, sort of, <laughs> just a mention of the front office there, the soft launch. <laughs> um, that I think Casado comes back in and he's good. And clearly, from a Brighton perspective, given the fact they lost Mwepo too, they're light there. So... I think he's going to play. He's going to have opportunities to play. And he's too good a player to play poorly. I mean, he just strikes me as that. It strikes me as a kind of, it will be back on in the summer. And when you get him back in, you're just like, we're not selling you now, but you're 21 and in the summer, everyone will be in for you. Maybe you miss out on the chance to win a league title with Arsenal, but do you back yourself to be good enough that if you join them in the summer, you win another one? And he's young enough that he's going to go somewhere and win, win, win stuff at some point, you would think. Yeah, as long as it's not spurts, he's fine. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Should we talk about the big one? The big one. Oh, God. So in case you haven't heard, ladies and gentlemen, Enzo Fernandez might be on his way to Chelsea. We're not looking forward. That's not what the music's for. However, apparently, apparently, that means that Chelsea will look to move on Jorginho. Contract expires in the summer. Need to get a if they can get a fee for him, they want to get a fee for him. Now Arsenal are interested. I can't think of a worse fit. For a player to a club than Jorginho to Arsenal, except for maybe Jorginho to Liverpool. But I've been racking my brains to find someone who is less suited to a style of football. And I'm yet to come up with one. Has anyone else got a different one? 
Naby Keita to any team. Lukaku to Chelsea when Tuka was there. <laughs> That's a good point. That is a good point. I mean, let's remove Chelsea from the occasion. Let's remove <laughs> Chelsea from the equation because they're just a, a calamity on their own. Ronaldo anywhere? Ronaldo just anywhere? And, Ronaldo in consent? Anyway, um, so... <laughs> Uh, allegedly, 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 obviously, <laughs> these are all things that are alleged, um, and you shouldn't believe what you hear on social media, obviously, but, um, so, I just don't understand this, I understand, this is one of those rare ones where I completely understand what Chelsea are doing, because, although Jorginho is the only midfielder they have without injury problems, uh, He's clearly not working out at Chelsea. He's clearly not fit for Potter's football. He's definitely leaving in the summer, regardless. Um, so to get a, to get a bit of money for him would make a lot of sense. Um, the reported fee is twenty million. No, it's not. Yeah, apparently. Well, I don't. I... No. no. Would you pay any money for him? Yeah. How much? Maybe. But so I'm going to sound silly again because I, I thought when we signed David Luiz a few for a few that that was good business. <laughs> Obviously, wasn't. Like he could do half the job that Granite Jacket does. I reckon. Jordan is not going to go there to start for Arsenal every week. That's not what they're after from him. But like, if if Jorginho is a slow central midfield player. I know he, d- he doesn't have some of the same skills as Jacker, maybe. Well, he's not as good. But what I'm saying is, if he's coming on for five ten at the end of a game, he's going to give you some of the same stuff that Jacker will, will give you. Look, he's a way worse player, and I don't like him, and I don't like it. I'm just trying try to argue for it. But if it's twenty million, like, no. Like, is William? Did William not hurt us? Like, that was free, and it was bad. Mike, Dave, what do you think of this one? Uh, yeah. Two neutrals. I don't think it fits the profile of what Arsenal are trying to achieve. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know why you'd throw Jorginho into this mix. And also, I mean, has Jorginho ever really been that good? Okay, look, I don't like Jorginho. Everyone knows I don't like Jorginho. <laughs> yeah, but in the last George... couple of years, he's been—he's not been great last season or this season. He nearly won the Ballon d'Or. Jorginho, Jorginho, yeah, Jorginho, Jorginho had—you just said, but you said, has he ever been great? Jo- right, Jorginho yeah, had a six months. Yeah, I get a reaction. Well, objectively, Jorginho was good, but he's not been very good so far this season or last season. And I think that's fair. That is fair. So why would you why would you go for him now? And also, Jorginho is probably going to be on pretty big wages. Even if the fee is less, you're still covering those wages. Why not try and find someone? Well, they are. More they're they're trying to go for Casado, aren't they? Well, that, that's true. This that's is true. A, if Casado doesn't happen. Yeah, but... Because right. El, El Nene is injured, and Partey went off injured in the City game. That's looking like it's not going to be too serious a thing. But that leaves you with just Granite Jacker, pretty much. I, I guess, play. but surely you can find someone a better fit than Jorginho. Surely. I was going to say, going from Caicedo, which seems who's to twenty-one fit. to a thirty-one-year-old. Why? And then, like, surely there's someone in the middle. 
Yeah, we've got such a good, good plan. Good Let's Premier League central midfield players. Okay, are going to cost you a lot of money. Ruben Neves. I, I, I don't want Ruben Neves. Yeah, but you'd want him more than Jorginho. And, and what, what are they going to want for Ruben Neves? Uh, loads and loads. Probably fifty. Then I don't want that at all. No way. He's not worth fifty million. I don't think. Are we really talking and, fifty and, million and, for Ruben Neves? And Wolves wouldn't would Wolves sell him now? I wouldn't if I was Wolves. I, don't worry about it because Jorginho to Everton seems like the most obvious transfer of all time. Surely so, that would be from an Arsenal perspective. You've gone from potentially buying a player that in, improves your starting eleven to buying squad depth, and not. The kind and, and squad depth that's still going to need an adaption. I mean, Georgie is on 110k a week at Chelsea. How how drastic a pay drop is he going to take at Arsenal? He's 31. This is his next potentially last probably his last contract. big contract. He could ask for more. How long do you sign him for? It's all, it's just a little bizarre. That's what I'm saying. It just doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, at the got, moment, no. the only thing that's happening is that they're exploring the possibility of signing Georgina. If anything, take him on loan just till the end of the season if that's all your vision is. For the why, did Chelsea well, no, why would they do, why would why did, him on loan why, for six months when his contract's up in six months? Why did Chelsea oh, I do didn't that? know he was out of contract at the end of the season. Well, you get the wages paid, but is Rabiot I didn't realise. <laughs> He's played his six career good games and they were in the World Cup. So, um, so to recap, just spend all your money on Declan Rice. That's all I have to say. But that, that, that yeah, well, I, I agree objectively. I actually like I say no more for Arsenal. Than uh, I, yes, agree. I agree also with that. But both you can see you can see what they're no, saying. Not the, both. You, well, not Jorginho necessarily. <laughs> this is Arsenal we're talking about. They don't buy both. They're sensible. The, the thinking is we can win a league title. It's worth. Spending something now. I'm not saying Jorginho is the option. I don't think he is. Is it worth asking about Calvin Phillips' availability? Uh, if it wasn't City. if it wasn't City, who we'd be having him from? Yeah, surely they're not going to. I'm not I sure. Think... After letting Jesus and yeah, it's a good point. I'm going to seem like, I like a that time hater here. Someone should ask about him because he's just uh, yeah, sat there. It's an idea. Leeds, ask about him. Um, I'm going to seem like Weston McKenney. So. Yeah. Yes, ask about him. Um, I, I'm going to say. Athletic, though, to be fair. I'm going to. I don't. I, I can't. I can't talk about this. <laughs> Not to go full like ultra hater, but I actually don't think Jorginho helps Arsenal win a title. No. No, I, no, I'm not I'm watching. I'm watching. I'm watching Jorginho every week. I'm watching players run past him, and I know. I know everything Jorginho offers. I know everything he offers, but. Every time I, everyone tells me Jorginho is this really great, expansive passer. Every time I watch him play, he plays the pass right behind the pocket. He plays it in a way where it's always slow and it's dull. And then you watch Arsenal and you watch the way they move and the way they play and the way Arteta's got them moving, the way Arteta has them moving off the wing inside to get them going so they're not bad friends. He's completely against all the incisiveness that makes this Arsenal team really good. So, 
not only do I not understand it from a financial perspective or from a squad planning perspective, I think if the whole idea is that you get quality midfielders through the door, I don't even think you've achieved that in this situation because I think he's a good player because obviously to play at this level that he has, he's a good player. But I just think he's such a bad stylistic fit that I actually think he's a bad player for Arsenal. Look, I don't want Jorginho. I want him to go desperately there. Yeah, well, I know you do. <laughs> But I, Dave, I don't think the point is in being slow. Like Granit Jack is one of the slowest people in the Premier League, and he's obviously yeah. But Jorginho's got like no physicality. He doesn't move the ball. Yeah, fast. well, that's the thing that obviously Jacker gives you that Jorginho doesn't. Look, I, I don't think we should sign Jorginho. I'm saying no. I, that's I, what I, the I that's what the they we need bodies through the door, I guess. But obviously, I, I fully agree. Jorginho is not it. Also, Chelsea shouldn't sign him unless they get some bodies through the door. Yeah. But, I mean... Yeah. It's not going to be 20 million. No way. Bring the Yorks back for us? I'd rather that. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Fuck it out. Yeah, bring it back. Look, look, I've got an Oxlade-Chamberlain shirt. Let's get it back in. Look, Jorginho's a bad player, but he's certainly better than the fourth member of Little Mix. <laughs> Ramsey yeah. available. Well, Fast and Furious. <laughs> Look, bring Aaron Ramsey back. Jack Wilshire, you know, anyone. Walcott. I've enjoyed Jack Wilshire. Look, I'm so on board for a Walcott reunion. <laughs> I'm well back. Look, sign him, sign him to a six-month deal. Get him the Premier League winner's medal that he deserves. Not in my book. Welbeck too, yeah. Let's get him both in. Not in my book. <laughs> uh, I do feel like there should be like after, after every team wins a title on this podcast, I just want to sit there and I want us to debate who the worst player on the team to win a to have a tro- a medal is. I don't know who that would be with the current. Arsenal. It's Granite Jacker. Granite Jacker's Premier League. Based on Granite Jacker's Premier League career, he does not deserve a medal. Uh, One yeah, I, I get that. If you say if you say like he three years ago. No, for the totality of his career, he stinks. Um, right. worst players at Arsenal. There's worst players in London, I'll tell you that much. Good. <laughs> About to be one less with Hakim Ziyech off to Paris, though. Load options. Yeah. I'm all that up. seems a PSG signing, doesn't it? What the hell, PSG? Hey, and by the way, while while we're here, Notts Forest are still signing people. They are still just going. They're loaning some out, apparently. I mean, I'm not... Is Keylor Navas happening? Mate, mate, when I opened the paper this morning to see Keylor Navas's name linked to Notts Forest, I almost collapsed into my cereal. I couldn't believe it. from Atletico, the centre-back, apparently is close. Who, sorry? Felipe, the Atletico Madrid centre-back. Oh, wow. Close Him to and Renan Lodge. Forest. Yeah, Forest. Just where are they? Where Look, are these footballers living in Nottingham? Cup. What is happening? By the way, man, Ross, you I know in... who Arsenal signed. Philip Billing. No, don't do that. <laughs> Manu women rejected the world record bid from man- Arsenal women for Alicia Russo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's move on. Um... <laughs> Look, if, if we're going to start talking about women's football on this podcast, we've all got to start watching more football. Nothing worse than... We can't sound ignorant about two sports, OK? <laughs> <laughs> um, say, I don't watch any as it is. Can you tell? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Um, so, 
Anyone got any other transfer moves they want to talk about? Or are we going to leave it with a... I'll leave it in the capable hands of Garmesh and... Uh... Yeah, I'm happy to leave it and see what chaos occurs in the next, like, 27 hours. What signing has to occur for an emergency pod? Uh, I mean, if we pay 20 million for Georgie. Christian Pulisic to Arsenal. <laughs> if Enzo... <laughs> if Enzo joins Chelsea for 120 million and Jorginho goes to Arsenal for 20, me and Ross will record an emergency pod in the car on the way to football on Thursday. <laughs> um, Live from Mackey's afterwards. Harry Kane going to City. Nah, be serious, not like, realistic ones. Okay, Pulisic. <laughs> we sign Henri back on loan again. That is the one thing Jorginho could do is he could um, he could show Henri his Champions League winners medal when he turns up at the ground. They could hang it up in the uh, the old uh, trophy room too. Doesn't Henri have a Champions? League oh, he does, bastard. Yeah, he does. Well, just Sorry. sign Henri. Can we have him? Don't you look silly. Yeah, I just get so confused as to which Arsenal legends have one. Well, There's not many. Well, just a quick one. Have you seen that AC Milan want to get rid of Bakayoko and send him on loan to the team that's He's going to Derry yeah. instead? Isn't he already on? Isn't he still on our books? Yeah, but yeah. They're, they're trying to transfer him. They're trying to get rid of him yeah. to the team that's bottom do you have to get our approval for that? Who's paying his wages? Surely we're not still paying his wages. You, Look, well, you're paying Baba Rackman. Well, surely so if he goes to Cremonese. Look, I'm looking forward to this clear out that's clearly on the way. Um, oh, short transfer, Will. Uh, Baba Rahman going to Man City for cover. <laughs> Oddly enough, we signed him because we got tonked at Man City. Um, fun fact. Yep. Um... Kyle Walker-Peters going to Man City. That's an emergency pod. All right. Just quickly before we go on Chelsea's business, we've talked about the Enzo deal before. It's an extraordinary amount of money for a player who is obviously talented but has not played a lot in the league. Um, I'm just glad they're signing a central midfielder finally, I guess. But I really don't know what to think about it. Part of me, part of me thinks you buy Casado for that money if that's the money you've got. Um, just because you know that he works in the league. However, people are really excited about Enzo, so it is what it is. What's it? We did be a deal for him or something. What's going on? Yeah, quite probably. It'd be like eight years. Um, take him through to his thirties, and he almost gets a testimonial. Yeah, it's baffling. That is um, the Madueke deal. The same thing. Clearly, they've identified a need for wingers who can beat people one v one, which has been there since the summer. Great, you should have done it in the summer. Um, that one I like because it's pretty low risk and he qualifies as homegrown eventually. And the one I do like, they bought a right back, lads. So this guy from Lyon or yeah, I'd never heard of him. No, well. I've never heard of him either. But all the but Carl Anker tells me he's a good player. Yeah, all the sensible football people like him, and I'm like, here we go. Because someone's because quite frankly, if Reese James is going to spend half the season injured every year, which is quite a possibility given the amount of soft tissue injuries he's had. They need someone who can come in and not have the drop-off be massive like it is currently with Aspilicueta. So that is a good bit of business I like. It feels to me that if they'd done this business in the summer instead of the summer business, (laughs) I'd like it all because 
other than the Mudrick deal, who I think looks a decent player, but it's still a, a tremendous sum of money. I like pretty much all the deals that they're making. I like the players they're signing. I like the age range they're signing players in. I, the whole contract business is probably going to ha- come back to bite them in Todd Bowley's arse down the road. But as it currently stands, they need need a massive clear out and they need to, to move people on. Look, if we can get money out of Newcastle for Christian Pulisic, do it. If, yeah, if they, they start off like cautiously and then they just splurge on Anthony Gordon and Christian Pulisic, what's happened there? <laughs> be great, wouldn't it, though? Could you imagine? Yeah, hopefully they finish like fifteenth next year. That'd be funny. Christian Pulisic playing for the Saudis. <laughs> Sayonara. Oh, I was going to say I, I haven't seen an American go so aggressively after oil money since two thousand and three. At least we haven't cut out any jokes. <laughs> Literally. Um, Dave, if the people want to keep with you, where can I follow you? Uh, it's at Dave Harris underscore 44. Um, and Mike, if the people want to follow you? Uh, at Mikey President on Twitter. Uh, Ross, if the people want to follow you? Uh, Ross underscore bird 14 on Twitter. And you can follow me at underscore illegal war. But please don't, please don't <laughs> that in and around pod on all the socials. Um, and if you've got any questions, including uh, any 2003 related football ones, I'll answer them on a uh, in and around pod at gmail.com but until next time sayonara look at that beautiful